Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords. This is our 546th show of ROI. Our guest for today is Emily Schmidt, a hot dogger for the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, who's going to be talking to us about that wonderful uh, contraption and all things uh, Wiener-related, <laughs> the Wienermobile. Joining us in our second segment of our show will be our history buffs, Rick Sweet and Terry Toppler. So first of all, Emily, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Me, me too. I'm very much excited. So we call this first segment uh, Farouk Dinarin, and our goal is just to give our listeners background to what we're talking about here. So can you start us off with a little bit of basic information on what the Wienermobile actually is and when it came into being? Yes. Okay. So Oscar Mayer opened his first butcher shop in 1883 in Chicago, But it wasn't until 1936 that his nephew, Carl Meyer, came up with the first idea for a Wienermobile. And originally it was only 13 feet long and it was pretty much just sounds like what it is, a wiener on top of a car. And then, uh, you know, it's grown from there. We're in our 87th year of Wienermobiles. And currently there are 12 recent college graduates that travel the country in six Wienermobiles uh, based on regions in the country. And so we're spreading miles of smiles uh, on the hot dog highways for everyone to see. I, I, I got to ask, is there like a Wienermobile collection subgenre out there? I mean, do we have, have these things sitting in museums or private collections, you know, becoming uh, seven-figure uh, collector collectibles or whatever? Yes. So there is a Wiener fleet. We have, so there are the Wienermobiles, you know, we have a mini Wienermobile that's on uh, basically like a mini Cooper and that was built for our 125th anniversary. So that's sitting uh, in in a Madison, Wisconsin in a warehouse. And then throughout the country, if there's like an Oscar Mayer plant, there'll be an old Wienermobile sitting there, but we also have, we have a Wiener drone we have a Wiener jet pack as well. And so that was called Super Hot Doggers, uh, delivering better hot dogs to every hand. So there's a bunch of different uh, Wiener-themed vehicles out there and contraptions, as you said. That is so outstanding. <laughs> as, I mean, I, first of all, I, I got a chance to actually go into the Wienermobile, and, and we'll talk about that in a minute because I, I thought that yeah. was cool. But the idea of a Wiener drone delivering right. things or whatever is just almost i'm sitting here with a grin from ear to ear just at the thought <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's all pretty silly but it's all pretty fun too <laughs> absolutely so let's talk a little bit about the current wienermobile the, the one that that you drive i i went in and i don't know what i was expecting but i didn't expect it to be like limousine quality with seats and and a couch right. in the back and all that sort of thing. So kind of describe what the inside is like. Yeah. So when you open the Wienermobile, there's only one door and that's a gull wing door. It opens up and out towards you. And when you come in, the first thing you'll probably notice is we have a big screen TV. Uh, we play like the old Oscar Mayer jingle or maybe a commercial on there every now and then now and again and then on the floor you've got mustard splattered there on a ketchup base and we have six seats 
that can seat 12 buns. And we've got bowling alley carpets. And up on the sky, it's actually a painted sky. So there are clouds and blue skies because, of course, it's always blue skies in the Wienermobile. And up front on our dashboard, we have, instead of a glove box, we have our bun boxes. And so, and you can also look up and see a bun roof instead of a sunroof. So it's a lot of fun in there. We, uh, we, every now and again, we give rides to people, but it's a really special thing to see the inside of a Wienermobile. Yeah, I was th- that that was going to be my next question is, you know, are you actually an, an attraction in the sense that, you know, I can uh I can, you know, get a ride, maybe donate something to charity or win a raffle or whatever. Um yeah. and so that kind of thing does happen rarely, I it sounds like. Yeah, so there are a couple auction uh, rides that my partner and I specifically have done, um, but I think they are prizes fairly often uh, for auctions for charity. But then every now and then we'll have um, a special event. I've given rides to brides and grooms after their wedding. We've done, we've uh, driven people to prom before. And so it's definitely a special event, but I also, people often ask when they can get a ride or if. And I say, you know, it's it's never a bad time to, you know, maybe uh, ask a hot dogger if you see one, like, do you think you have time for a ride? And every it, it might not happen that often, but you might just get lucky and get to go for a spin around the block or something. I just want to mention, I now feel cheated that 30 <laughs> years ago when I got married, it never occurred to me that I could take a ride post-ceremony in the Wiener Mobile, I f- renew your renew your vow. Yeah, this, I, exactly. I, I just I feel feel this often, and I say renew your vows, and we can come. Okay, I you know <laughs> it's just it's the best. All right, so um, I have about a minute left in this segment. So I, yeah. just what I hope will be a quick question. Um, yeah. How does one become a hot dogger? Yeah. So there's a whole application process. We get over 2,000 applicants, and you go through a first round of interviews and then a second round of interviews, and they narrow it down to 36 people, and then 12 people cut the mustard and get to sit behind the steering wheel of the Wienermobile. (laughs) Do do you also get to to practice your puns? I mean, is there there like a pun playbook that you have to memorize? I say I was born like this. I think once you're in a Wienermobile, it's hard not to make puns, is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have so much more to talk about. So please stay tuned <laughs> to the next segment of our show. This is ROI on KLA, St. Ambrose University, 106.1 FM. In times of joy. In moments of grief. Broadcasters come through, even when all else fails. Today, with more ways than ever to experience the moments that transform our lives, Americans still choose broadcast radio and television more than all other media combined. We are the local broadcasters of radio and television. Reaching more people, touching more lives. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello and welcome back to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show with where the events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords. This is the second segment of our show referred to as The Kitchen Table. 
Our guest today is Emily Schmidt, a hot dogger for Oscar Mayer um, and the Wienermobile, and we're talking about the Wienermobile. Our history buffs today are Rick Sweet and Terry Toppler, and Rick, as a man who was destined to be a hot dogger and didn't get uh, that dream fulfilled, you get to start. I did not make the cut. I didn't even know there was an application process. <laughs> I just stood out in front of it, and they almost ran me over. Oh, so. no, no, that's different. <laughs> and, uh, it's different. They had a wiser view of the world. Emily, um, how did you beat out almost 2,000 applicants to uh, to be a hot dogger? What what did Oscar Mayer and the Wienermobile see in you? Yeah, that's often a question I ask myself, honestly. Um, I think they are looking for people who kind of have that spark of joy in them that can translate in the Wienermobile talking to people. You kind of have to be a little bit silly, a little bit goofy, wanting to interact and kind of always ready to talk about the Wienermobile because no, no matter where you are, even if you're going to get groceries in it or something, you're still in the Wienermobile. And so you got to be ready to take that picture give out that whistle or something like that. And so I was a trivia host in college, and I think they kind of saw that performer in me. And then um, I think a lot of people on our team have that center of joy to them, and that really makes uh, quite a great hot dogger. (laughs) All right, Terry. Yes, Emily, you said you have quite the uh, wiener fleet. So my question is, have you ever done any international tours um, because I know one place you could definitely go is Australia, because my daughter lives there now, and she had a long discussion with her <laughs> colleagues about the Wienermobile, and they could not believe it actually exists. So, I mean, right. I think you would bring delight to a whole nation. <laughs> so yeah. do, have you done international tours? So I'm not the expert in this. I know that we have, I want to say we've been to France and Germany. Of course, I haven't personally done those. Um, and it's not international, but the Wienermobile did go to Puerto Rico um, this year. So we put it on a barge and shipped it there as well. So we, we've made the journey. Oh, see, I, now, Terry, thank you, because now I have an image <laughs> a whole of, new, a, whole of, a, of the Wienermobile being, you know, going off the back of a sea, you know. Bobbing <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> a, you know, maybe, C9, maybe. yeah, transport plane and, and coming down with a parachute and right. smearing that mustard and oh, ketchup my on gosh. the floor. <laughs> we, we often joke that it's uh, not a submawini. Uh, (laughs) my goodness (laughs) more puns more puns right um so emily is there is there training that you need to do to be a hot dogger i'm just thinking of oscar meyer has a century's worth of um history functionally speaking uh maybe a little more than a century how much of that are are you kind of expected to know are you in do they want you to be able to answer some of those questions about when the first plant was was put on online or you know those kinds of things i think we are more expected to be experts in the wienermobile and around this program than oscar meyer generally uh we get a lot of training we go to two weeks of hot dog high it's called and we get drivers training there we uh learn about media, we learn about the history of Oscar Mayer. Um, And so I have a general sense of the history, but I probably couldn't tell you about plants. I could more tell you, or at least guess more about the Wienermobile and its history. Okay, Rick. 
Emily, uh, what is your term of service in the Wienermobile? It's a one-year contract. Then what are you going to do after that one year? Are you going to go become a short-order cook? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I often joke and say maybe I'll go on to drive other weird-shaped vehicles, like the <laughs> L.L. Bean bootmobile or something like that. Right. Um, but more realistically, there's uh, – I. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so I, I bet I'll end up back on the East Coast somewhere and maybe doing something in event planning, something that still sparks joy, maybe not as every day as the Wienermobile, but something like that. But you can't be held over, I take it, one year and you're out of the Wienermobile. It, it's, it's a one and done with the Wienermobile. You drive it for one year and then you turn in your keys and... And you're done. You've had enough wieners. Well, are, yeah. you're, really, I would assume that that the real problem is that people would be hogging up the places. Oh, oh I see that pun. I think they want to um, kind of instill this sense of, like, this is a really special thing. And it would be no matter what. But I think especially since it's only a year, you really cherish, or should I say relish, Every Relish. moment in the week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> waiting for that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Terry. Yeah, so, Emily, I have a question. Now, before we went on air, everyone here in the studio sang in unison the Wiener song. Mm-hmm. We all know it. So, can you give me a history about that wonderful jingle? Yeah, so I believe the jingle premiered in the 50s, I want to say. I'm a little unsure on that. You might have to check me. And it became a hit. It was, um, I think it was beyond anything Oscar Mayer expected it to be. And from then on, I actually met the woman the other day who, in Chicago, who wrote the jingle, which was a really fantastic experience. She got to come into the Wienermobile. Um, But, you know, we have tried to instill that more in the Wienermobile sense. Um, and so we actually have a button in the Wienermobile. I think that was installed in the 2000s that'll play the beginning of the jingle. And so um, that's like kind of a, a fun little secret that I don't think a lot of people know about the Wienermobile. But if you ask someone to play the jingle horn, they can usually hit that button for you. Perfect. <laughs> Emily, I, I got to uh, to see you. Um, at, uh, you know, when I, when we did the, uh, tour of the Wienermobile and you were dressed extremely appropriately in a hot dog <laughs> outfit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was Halloween. So, you know, maybe, yeah. but I'm, I'm hoping that that isn't the only time the hot dog suit comes out and that it, you, uh, you get to, uh, to be in it, uh, often and enjoy every moment. Yes, that is not the first time I have donned that hot dog suit. Um, Often when we do parades, one of us will sit out the bun roof in a hot dog costume and wave out the, you know, wave to people, get people to chant hot dog and stuff like that. Um, Special events will wear the hot dog suits too. So like if someone's really excited to see the Wienermobile, we'll throw them on and take a picture with them. Um, But otherwise you can probably see me in a ketchup and mustard polo. Oh, <laughs> uh, Emily! Uh, how many? How many in your year? How many miles do you travel, and how many cities do you hit? Yeah, I was just calculating this the other day. So far, um, in for my team, we've gone sixteen thousand miles in five months, and we've hit about thirty cities. Um, and over the course of the year, I guess if I'm thinking about it, we'll probably and 
depending on which region you're in as well, like our West team drives many more miles because the cities are kind of farther apart. Um, but we'll probably get to around 40,000 miles, I'd say, on average, um, and on average about 25 states. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of travel <laughs> for this year. Do you sleep in the, mo- the Wienermobile, or do they put you up in a fine motel or hotel? Well, we often say it's not a weenie bago. <laughs> I walked into that one. No, seven. I walked into that. One. I was waiting for that. Perfect. One. <laughs> yes, we stay in hotels wherever we go. Okay, Terry. So, Emily, you talked about crisscrossing the country. So, what kind of events um, does the Wiener Mobile visit? Yeah. So we'll do fairs, festivals, parades, and grocery stores mostly. Oh. Every now and then, we'll throw in like a charity event or something like that, some sort of goodwill event. But you'll usually find us um, at, like, we really like to do farmer's markets, and we'll set up a tent, and we'll have uh, stickers and whistles, and people can go inside the Wienermobile. Um, And so it's events where we'll get a lot of um, community engagement is usually our goal. Emily, so to take that another step, what immediately came to my mind as I went out and saw it and walked around was schools. Do you do a lot of schools? Because I would think elementary kids would absolutely kill themselves uh, to to be uh, you know in front of or have their picture taken with the Wienermobile or whatever. Um, so right. is that much a, a part of that outreach as well? We actually, there are a few like marketing laws about marketing to minors. Um, and so with the Wienermobile, since it is basically a PR firm on wheels, we're not allowed to go and sit outside and do events at elementary schools. Um, and so we definitely, I've driven by like a recess or something like that, but uh, unfortunately not allowed to go to schools. But we usually catch a lot of people at like parks and parades and uh, a lot of kids there. So unfortunately no schools for us, but still get to see the kids. That is, you know, once again, government stepping in and squashing everyone's fun. They can't, they can't pass the security. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what it is. Yeah, you can't get through the. It's uh, a, it's a wiener mobile. Give me a break. <laughs> Just give me a break. <laughs> Emily, I, you uh, mentioned that you're uh, going to be traveling way beyond what a lease car could uh, do in a year, forty thousand miles. Mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of travel hazards have you gotten into? Traffic, snow and ice, Ooh. tornadoes. What kind of hazards <laughs> have you faced? Great question. So I mean the biggest hazard I've probably faced is the city of Chicago. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> that uh, the um, Streets of Chicago are not very kind to the Wienermobile just because drivers are kind of crazy, potholes are big, we are totally fine, but uh, and not to mention traffic, but uh, definitely it is a struggle. And I've uh, I've navigated a downtown Chicago as well. I think driving just a big vehicle in any city is obviously hard. Um, but I've also, we had our first snow in the Wienermobile the other day. I was in, um, it was before we came to Davenport, we were in, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I'll tell you, seeing a frosted wiener, I never thought I'd see it in those in those hot summer months, but uh, we're really safe. You know, you keep it slow. We keep under speed limit always, and uh, those 40 hours of driver's training will definitely kick in this winter. A frozen wiener lasts longer. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, I'm Terry. Leaving. I'm leaving the room. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. leaving the room. <laughs> oh, the image is there. Okay. <laughs> so, Emily, one of the questions I do have, I know one of the most fun gifts is, or souvenir gifts is the wiener whistle. So can you tell me, how did that come to be? Yeah, so so our wiener whistle started in 1952, and they also kind of had a counterpart, which was, I don't know the official term, but it was a ring with the face of little Oscar on it. And those were given out actually in the packs of hot dogs. So you would get, you know, a pack of Oscar Mayer and a wiener whistle or a ring would be in there. Then um, as uh, we progressed, it became clear that you know, packaging the plastic with with the hot dogs probably wasn't going to work as well. And they uh, decided where should we, um, or they were thinking about where should we give these out. And the Wienermobile became the perfect vehicle. And so now you can only get the Wiener whistle when you see the Wienermobile. And it's from a hot dogger's hand that you're supposed to get a Wiener whistle. And I think the whistle came to be because at the beginning of, the jingle, uh, you can kind of hear like a doo 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 doo, and yeah. you can actually play that on our whistles. So, uh, kind of a little bit of a tie into the jingle there. And now we have some different editions of the whistles as well. So, we have a glow in the dark for Halloween, which I think we gave out in Davenport. You sure and, did. <laughs> uh, I think it's a, a Super Bowl one, but so you can kind of collect them as well, which is really fun. <laughs> I'm going to go back to something Rick touched on earlier. Don't. Uh, because, um, <laughs> you know, 40,000 miles uh, uh, a year, roughly speaking, that's a lot of wear and tear on a vehicle. So how yeah. are Wienermobiles maintained? Um, yeah. And uh, have you had situations where the Wienermobile broke down? And I'm just, you know, again, I have a visual picture of my head of a guy, right. you know, the stereotypical guy in, in the tow truck pulling up <laughs> to, to, figure out to the Wienermobile. <laughs> so has that kind of thing happened or have you been lucky enough to avoid it? I have been a lucky dog. I have not had a Wienermobile breakdown on me. It has happened in the past, but the good thing is we have really great service providers with Penske, the truck rental service. Oh, yeah. And so we can call SOS for them, and they'll come out to us and make sure we get on our way. Um, but that's also where we get the Wienermobile service. So we will schedule uh, monthly maintenance with them and make sure that, you know, our gas is going well, our oil's all good, and they'll make sure our, our Wienermobiles run smooth. Okay, Rick. Emily, you mentioned uh, in the introduction that uh, you also, in your fleet, uh, you have a jet pack and you yeah. have a drone. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> do they, I'm not even going to ask. Does she, get to, does she get to fly the jet pack? Is that what you're trying to get at? Just wondering what, what, what are you using those for in your <laughs> travels? So when I say, uh, so we do not have, uh, they are not active right now on the road. I think, I think of the Wiener fleet as like what we have in our collection right now. I think the jet pack, I think it was up in New York, um, that uh, that first flew, and that was a trained professional. I don't think I ever will be going up in the Wiener <laughs> jetpack. Um, but you never know when they'll come up with another crazy contraption like that. And I think uh, we're going to be seeing the 
mini, uh, the little link Wienermobile uh, out on the road very soon. <laughs> Terry. So, Emily, you gave us a lovely description of the interior of the Wienermobile. Yeah. So how has technology changed or added to the interior? Since its beginning or just consistently. So you said you have like a big screen TV. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, do you have like an app for the Wienermobile? <laughs> right, <laughs> yes, touch there, screens. Actually, yeah. Yeah, there is an app for the Wienermobile. You can actually go on a virtual ride through the mountains of Spokane, Washington, which is really fun. Uh, And you can track the Wienermobile on the app as well. So you can get notifications if there's a Wienermobile near you. So you can always know when one's nearby. Great. Um, But, you know, (laughs) the technology actually inside the Wienermobile, you know, we have a big flat screen right now. I've met a couple of hot doggers who drove it back. I want to say it was in maybe the 90s, early 2000s, and they said they had one of those TVs with, like, the large back, and, you know, you kind of touch the screen, and it's staticky. I don't even really know what to call that. So (laughs) we try to update as we go along. We now have a new GPS system, Mm. and so uh, Bluetooth and everything in the Wienermobile as well. Excellent. So it is our custom to give our guests the final word. So, uh, Emily... Why do you think knowing about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is relevant in today's world? That's a great question. So I think today it's easy to get caught up in a lot of our own lives and kind of forget about the past and what was. The Wienermobile is here to kind of give you that reprieve from your day, your week, your month, and just be with a hot dogger remembering the times maybe when you heard the jingle, ate an Oscar Mayer wiener, something like that. Or if it's your first time with the Wienermobile, kind of being with something that is so historic and so relevant to, you know, American history, because it really is an American icon. And so even if it's your first time or 50th time seeing it, the Wienermobile will always welcome you back with open arms. I'm going to add to that because I think you're you're dead on there, and particularly the multi-generational aspect. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, I have grandchildren. For them, they've never heard the Oscar Mayer jingle. That's, you know, not part of, of the marketing at this point. Um, you, you know, they, they don't have any concept of any of that sort of stuff. But I have wonderful memories as a kid right. for that. So having the, the Wienermobile, or I'm about to give them some glow-in-the-dark um, Wiener whistles yes. and be yes. able to yes. talk about all of that, I think that's really important, that uh, that sort of yeah. connecting multi-generations and passing down a little bit of cultural history and, and experience. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think you can understate the importance of that kind of thing yeah and and just like you said it the moment you know a grandmother comes up with her grandchildren or grandfather you know and it's like the child is excited because it's a giant hot dog but then she gets to tell or he gets to tell the moment they saw it when they were seven years old that is so special and that's something we see almost every day in the wienermobile and so i think you're exactly right with that multi-generational connection All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up, so please stay tuned. This is ROI on KLA St. Ambrose University, 106.1 FM. You're listening to Relevant or Irrelevant. 
This series is produced at St. Ambrose University's KALA Radio and has been honored by the Midwest Broadcast Journalists Association and the Iowa Broadcast News Association for excellence in public affairs journalism. You can hear this edition of ROI and many previous programs in this series by visiting Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, plus Apple Podcasts. ROI airs Friday nights at 9.30 p.m. on KALA HD2 and can also be heard at 106.1 FM in the Metropolitan Quad City area. You can stream this show every Friday night at TuneIn.com. Search for KALA HD2. This concludes our 546th show of ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant. Our producer and engineer is Dave Baker. Our program manager is Rick Sweet. Theme song for our show is titled Kayla's Theme and is written and performed by Mark Sapsapital. My name is Jay Swords. We'd like to thank our guest, Emily Schmidt, hot dogger for Oscar Meyer's Wienermobile. And we've been talking about the wonderful Wienermobile. The history bus for today's show were Rick Sweet and Terry Toppler. This is ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, on KALA. The views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of St. Ambrose University or KALA. We would like to wish all listeners to experience the great Basutu proverb, Hotsa Pula Nala, peace, reign, and prosperity. And remember, historians are horrible fortune tellers. Good night. Mm-hmm.